bodies constantly are trying to communicate with us through, you know, signals of fatigue or just, you know, when you're exhausted, you know, when you're depleted, even when you're getting, you know, seven, eight hours of sleep that you need. Hello and welcome to the Magnetic Woman podcast. I'm Pandora Paloma, life and business coach for women. I'm an author, speaker, mum of one, an all-round miracle and magnetism supporter. It is my mission to create change, to change how women think and feel, see their power and use their feminine force to become magnetic. I help women to live a life in alignment, elevate their mindset, expand their beliefs and live their vision in life and business. Now for me, magnetism is about being flexible, resilient, in tune with intuition and really harnessing the power of our mindsets and beliefs with aligned action. It's learning to let life flow, not always striving and pushing, but also learning to be open to receiving in new and magical ways. This podcast is a sprinkle of magnetic energy from my corner of the world to yours. So welcome to the Magnetic Woman podcast. This is going to be a very juicy conversation. There is a lot to be said on the subject of balance, and I'm really pleased to have an incredible woman, a beautiful client of mine, Nat Lipeka. Is that the correct way of pronouncing your surname, Nat? That's absolutely brilliant. Yes. And you are a high-performance coach, a life coach, and we did have a really juicy conversation on balance and whether it really does exist. And so I think, first of all, come on in and introduce yourself, uh, who you are, where you've come from. Feels a bit still a black, but let's go in with that. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on the podcast. Um, I'm really delighted. So my name is Nat. I am a high performance coach as well as a life coach. I My mission is really to help high achievers align what I have called what what I have come to call the three P's of a powerful life. And the three P's are really uh, purpose, performance, and potential. And so it's really about building a life that's energizing. It's building a life that feels on purpose, that's in alignment with our vision, our values, um, but also a life where we get to perform at our best and close the gap to our full potential. Beautiful. Um, but so, so I've been doing that for a couple of years. I started my business ever while coaching at the beginning of that, just before the pandemic actually, which has been a whole ride altogether. Um, but before, before going into coaching, I spent the best part of a decade working in investment banking. So I spent about eight years climbing the ladder, running around on the hamster wheel, um, moving up in the world, if we want to call it that, and building a career as a stockbroker. So it's really, I guess, my journey, th- that's where I come from, from a very traditional kind of background, you know, educated in, in finance and economics, uh, graduated with distinction, scholarship, like all the things and to go on and pursue a very traditional kind of career and then leaving to to pursue business and i but i think it's 
it's both my journey through corporate and and business that has really formed the the framework that I that I use today. And I think that you've hit on something that I know was sort of the starting point of our own conversation, which was ultimately finding balance when you are a high achiever, like the scholarship, the distinction, the this, the that. Mm. You're, it's clearly within you. Like part of your truth is that you are an ambitious person. And that was the conversation we, we were having because that that's me too. Like I'm... I've definitely found more of a balance with that. Yeah. But it's always been a part of me. And we were talking about this idea of, you know, what is wrong with the hustle? Like we've almost gone the other way where it's like be in flow, you know, be in your feminine. And a big part of my own work is the balance of the masculine and feminine. You need to be in your creative. You need to tune into your intuition. You need to be in flow. You get to be expressed whether that is sexually or in your body whatever that gets to look like but you need to be taking the action and so balance means different things for all of us what is your take on whether or not it exists and how do we know when we've found balance or a version of balance that isn't balanced but works for us if that makes sense yeah, I think so. Do I think that balance exists? I think it's a it's a it's a question that I've I think I've been trying to to really understand because when I first started in coaching, my I was very much talking to this idea of work life balance because that was that was my background and it felt like a very natural place to to kind of slot myself into and it's a it's a buzzword it's you know people are talking about it constantly since the pandemic came in it's it's definitely been on the tapes quite a lot but I think I don't know if the way that we kind of traditionally have come to define it or um, maybe see it or some of the ideas that we have about balance if that is really the answer because I think when I look at my life and it's it's very much a bit of a sliding scale and it it tends to like it's it's a spectrum and I kind of I'll tend to move up and down towards maybe a bit more hustle mode and towards maybe a bit more you know quiet mode where it's rest and recovery and living my life and 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 I get to do all of that depending on which season of of business I'm in, which seasons of a maybe a launch that I'm in, which part of my cycle I am in. So it's I don't know if the idea of you know having a perfectly balanced day every single day, which I see some people advocating is actually achievable. I haven't found a way to make that work for me, which I think gets me onto this notion that it is a spectrum. And we can move up and down. And I think the key in striking the the, the, the balance, for, for lack of a, a different word, is knowing your limits. It's knowing your needs as you move up and down. It's responding to your current circumstances and your energy levels. And just really knowing when to take a step back, when how to look after yourself, how to refill your cup. I think this is where we get to feel like we're balanced, even if we are working a heavier week or even when we're maybe working a more 
I don't know, fun week or, you know, we're out in the world having, having fun because I, yeah. So it's, I think it's about, I think ultimately it comes down to, you know, is your life energizing you? Because I think that's where we get to be in balance and that can mean very different things to many different people. That is something I, I just wrote down that balance is a transient because what we need will be different from one day to the next. And you know, every day will demand a different us. And we also don't know when we wake up in the morning what we, pre- what we will be presented with in that day that might take us off balance. But ultimately, it's less about, for me, it feels like it's less about balance and more about resilience. So that even on the days where I feel like I've lost my balance, I have the resilience to be able to pull my ba- myself back into my centered self and be operating from the centered self. And so in a way, it's almost like being okay with not being in balance and sometimes being in it and sometimes being out of it, but not allowing it to be another thing that you give yourself a hard time that you haven't got. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's such a big point. And I think it's it's almost like it's become another thing that we need to be perfect at. And, you know, we're we're juggling work, we're juggling life. I don't have kids, but you know, I can only assume and imagine how much more difficult that gets or complex. And so, and this, my thoughts really around this started shifting as I was working with 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 moms, as as clients and helping them with their performance and productivity, um, speaking to mothers about their challenges. I then went on to uh, raise a puppy, which you know is 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 a small cup of tea compared to raising a child. But you know, everything just kind of got spun out, and there was no balance for a little while. And actually, me or somebody trying to hold on to the idea that I should be perfectly balanced, and that's another thing that I'm failing at right now, is only making things worse for me uh, at this moment. So actually by letting that go, I it's no longer something that I'm failing at. It's you know no longer something that I have to do. It's just, it is what it is, and, and that's okay. Totally. And I mean, I'm laughing internally because you talk about I have both a dog. I'm a mum. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a mum to a human and a mum to a dog. And I woke up without my daughter this morning because we co-parent and walked downstairs, and the dog had pissed on the rug. And I was a bit like, I mean, at least Romilly wouldn't do that, you know. So it comes with, you know, it comes with a different kind of territory. But you talked about, and yes, I think absolutely. I see it comes back to something I was talking about recently about like having it all and I have realized that there are moments where I don't feel like I have it all and that's also okay because ultimately I do have it all because I am it all and everything I've created is it all and my body is it all and it's a knowing that there will be days where I feel like I've got things going on and it's all it's all it's all moving forwards and I'm in expansion and there's other days where it's like okay this is feeling a bit a bit more constrictive. Um, but you talked about aliveness. And I think, you know, what I'm thinking about balance and having it all, it is really about how does your life enrich you? And so what are the signs? Like, how do we, how do we get to that place where we're like, this is fulfilling or this is depleting, or this is renewing and this is depleting? Like, what's the level of awareness um, that we, that we get to kind of 
get to that we can get to to get to get to that space well I think it's it's all it's it's always such a such an interesting thing to talk about because it typically goes down the route well it's all the signs that I think a lot of us experience and our bodies constantly are trying to communicate with us through you know signals of fatigue or just you know when you're exhausted you know when you're depleted even when you're getting you know 7 8 hours of sleep that you need um you know that you know you might be eating well you might be exercising but then your intuition might be sending you signals that you know something it's that kind of like something is off energy um, I think there can be many reasons for that, but it's either it can manifest as as anxiety. It can manifest in some people as panic attacks. And I think um, it's sometimes we have clear uh, reasons for maybe why things have why things are that way. I think if you can link it back to a specific situation, then you, you have that identified. But if we're talking about, I guess, you know, are we on the right path with with life or balance? And are we living a life that's fulfilling and energizing? It's those little it's those signals when they don't really make sense. It's it's like I've got a great career working as a stockbroker, but I feel depleted and I don't feel like uh, nothing I ever do is good enough or it's, or it's, you know, it's, it's, it's not what I want. So, um, and I'm technically trying to live a healthy life. I'm going to the gym, I'm getting my green juice, you know, I'm eating well, um, but I'm not sleeping, you know, I can't, uh, my mind is constantly racing. Something is just really off. So I think we know, I think probably we can all identify with those uh it's I think it's about whether or not we're paying attention yeah absolutely and a big part of what I know you focus on is the living part the life part the what are you doing outside of work so obviously you're working with people who are kind of high performing people they they're ambitious they they that in itself fills them up and I know that because I'm also one of them if you took my job away from me I know who I am without it but I know that it's my purpose so the level of fulfillment that it gives me I don't think I would find anywhere else right now it would take a lot for me to go find that level of fulfillment does that make sense when you're working with people who are at that that space and, and that level of depletion can come from other things. So this is sort of where we really get to look on a 360 level at life and business and our values and our health and our connection to spirituality or source or self. And in a sense, that maybe it's the balance of that and do you find that sometimes with yourself and your own journey and with your clients it's almost knowing where to put yourself and when to pull back and knowing that sometimes it's a time for work but then knowing when to stop and focus on something else so that we're not only in one or two areas or arenas of our life and then forgetting about the other stuff yeah for sure and I, I think this is where sometimes when we talk about 
you know, let, let's let's say the sliding scale. Sometimes you do go heavily into the the work department, but then that kind of tends to be followed by maybe a bit of a quieter week where you sort of strip the schedule back and go, okay, this is the time where I get to just fill my cup in in the life department. And I think that's probably one of the greatest pleasures of being self-employed is that you know we are in the flexible position to do that as well and be really attentive. But it is you know, it is about filling your cup in other areas. And again, that can look like many things to different people, but, you know, it can be on an individual level. It's really about getting in touch with your values and what what energizes you really, what gets you excited, what, what gets you out of bed. But it, it can be, it can be reconnecting with people it can be, I love a good browse around a market, whether it's a food market or, you know, a, a, a clothes market, just getting kind of lost in the, in, in the streets of the city, um, uh, having a coffee, people watching, um, maybe it's, uh, I love a good bit of CrossFit as well. So that's how I get to fill my cup. And that's not for everybody, but it's about knowing what what does fill your cup and and being attentive to that. And if you don't get to do, if you don't get to fill all of your cups in that week, that's okay. Um, but then we have to kind of slide the scale t- to the other end at some point and just make sure that we're you know dripping in a little bit everywhere. What do you think in terms of the idea of redefining balance what is the biggest thing that you see your clients what's the biggest thing that you see depletes them or makes them lose the sense of balance so I think the the perfectionism piece that we touched on previously is quite a big one as in perfectionism with trying to do it all at all times and trying to you know strike that perfect balance is definitely a big thing. I think the second you you can let go of that, it does make a lot of things easier. And if you can let go and accept that maybe things are going to be a little bit unbalanced for a few days, it actually takes a lot of pressure off. And so that in itself can be a huge like permission slip and it can immediately take some of that energy drain away. Um I think in a lot of people, especially if you're quite performance oriented or, or, or driven, um, it's also just not being clear on what your priorities are and trying, again, trying to do everything right now or, you know, yesterday. So, um, and, and just not having that clarity over what it is that you truly want. So I think the second that you can really get clear on, I think that this is where the vision piece comes in really critical is what are you ultimately trying to achieve and why are you doing what you're doing? Cause a lot of us are on the treadmill, but we're not necessarily sure how we got there. And then we're not really necessarily sure where we're going with that. It's just, it is what it is. But over time, it kind of starts maybe it starts losing a little bit of sense that becomes an energy drain so what where are we ultimately getting to 
Um, and the things that we are doing right now, what are the actual priorities here? Because we, everyone has a to-do list of a thousand things, uh, trying, you know, trying to be queen productivity, but that's not what's going to get you the result. And actually, if you can just focus on the two, three things that are going to move the needle for you, you're going to have far better results and, and you're going to free up a lot of time for yourself that you can then spend with your kids, browsing around the markets, you know, catching up with friends, uh, getting to the gym, whatever it is that, that lights you up. So I think that's, it's really knowing your priorities and working with impact rather than uh, working for the sake of working. You've touched on something that I think is really important to identify and that is you use the word like perfectionism and I recently did an incredible course, um, the Self-Belief Academy with Sas Petherick and when we resist, so the point of like resistance which is part of like the self-doubt loop so we kind of we actually doubt ourselves and so we um you know we contemplate something there's an alarm that goes off there's a bit of discomfort and then we get the resistance and that builds the pattern and so self-doubt there's there's something that they call she calls the six p's which is basically what we do to resist um the psychological risk of of uh, of kind of making a mistake you know like that's what self-doubt is it's like oh oh there's a risk okay I'm not going to do anything I'm either going to fight or flight or I'm going to go into freeze mode and you use the word perfectionism which is one of the six p's as and the others are like procrastination proving yourself people pleasing passive behaviors and paralysis like completely doing nothing and perfectionism and people pleasing used to show up so much when I worked in a corporate environment and it did come from that self-doubt ultimately I was like if I just make everything perfect then everything will be okay and if I just people please you know if I'm the first one in and the last one out and I say yes to everything then no one will know that I actually feel quite insecure about what I'm doing and imposter syndrome would be kicking in and there's definitely something in that like this version of success this version of kind of get to the top and you know then you've made it and actually these things show up and when they're showing up it's an opportunity for us to really look at kind of what are we resisting like what's really showing up for us yeah and so I've heard it written somewhere recently where you don't have a problem with perfectionism. What you have a problem with is is fear. Um, and that's what, it, it, when we talk about self-doubt, that's what that comes down to. It's a, it's a compensation mechanism for, for fear somewhere. And so to your point, I guess we 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 get to we get to look at that. You know, what am I really so afraid of? And and I can relate to that because I still kind of grapple with perfectionism. Um, I'm I'm not sure that it's something that you ever get to kind of really recover from. And I I kind of like to think of it as a part of me that sometimes comes useful um, because she does come with high standards and she does come with, you know, wanting to get everything down to a T. So it's, it's more about knowing when to put her in a box, but it's, it's really about, you know, what am I, why is that kicking in here? Why, what am I so afraid of? Is it, 
is it criticism? Is it, does this, you know, I get that a lot when I produce content is it has to be perfect. And why, what, where is that coming from? Yeah, exactly. It's, there's something around the both and, um, accepting, so the both and the accepting all of us almost becomes the balance. Like I can be okay with the perfectionism, uh, because it's really useful, but when it's going into quite a wounded place, that's where I need to be aware of it and, you know, move through it and, 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 you know, witness it basically. And, and, and I think it comes down, a lot of this comes down to this real acceptance of where we're at. And as you said, kind of really know that you're chasing your version of success. You're chasing your own vision because it can be very easy to be influenced by somebody else's. And that's where we try and show up with the perfectionism and the people pleasing. But ultimately, that might not be what's going to get us towards our own vision because we're we're showing up in the wrong way. We're, we're chasing a different version of success versus our own. And I suppose that happens a lot in the corporate world, right? Yeah, well, this is this this goes back to your question earlier. You know, how do we know that that we're not living a life that's energizing? Um, that that part about aliveness, and it's in in many ways for a lot of us, it does come down to that to this notion of we're we never really stop. We're not. Even it's not that we never stop. It's just we've never really been taught to even think about that in the in the first place. So you know we arrive into our late twenties, thirties, forties, whenever that time comes for for, for 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 a specific person, never really thinking about what it is that we truly want, and we wake up on a treadmill somewhere, chasing some you know definition of success, but it's not necessarily the right one for us and so I think this is where those signs and that disconnect uh, really really comes in and it only gets amplified by 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 money I think you know the more it just becomes more difficult to to walk away um, because it is it is ultimately an important vehicle in in life but yeah there is no there are a lot of people in that in that position which is unfortunate yeah, I really wish that someone would have taught me something differently in school. You know, if I think about, you know, I came out of, I didn't finish my degree, I came out of that and I got offered a full-time job as a press assistant and I just, you know, I bombed it, I like worked my way to the top because I was ambitious and I enjoyed earning money and, you know, it was exciting and I didn't really question I think the, the the question that I ask, you know, probably twenty times a day, when I'm in a, when I'm in a kind of my client um, and coach um, situation, is why I never questioned why I wanted that role. I never questioned why I was doing what I was doing. I never questioned why it was just it was just it was like that's what I was doing, but I didn't really know why. And it's a question that I think if, you know, I want everyone to take from this. It's like, why does that vision, why is that vision important to you? You know, why is balance important to you? And what does that look like for you? Why is your version of success, your version of success? And I wonder if we could 
if in asking those kinds of questions, it would really redefine what balance is for us and the fulfillment that we get from life and the fulfillment that we get from business. I think so. I think the the why is very important. And often when, because I, th- I so I think fulfillment can be a, a, I think a slightly intimidating word for some. I think if you're not maybe in this, um, in this in this kind of world of personal development and spirituality, it, it it might not be. It's almost like something that you kind of brush off, and it's like, well, why do I really need it? But ultimately, that's where the niggles start coming out. Um, but I think the thing to say with for me with fulfillment and purpose and vision is it doesn't have to be. Uh, the big vision of saving the world. It doesn't have to be, uh, you know, my version of fulfillment would be very different to somebody else. But as long as you're asking the question, why, and getting clear on what that purpose for you being there is, and it might be that, so it might just be about injecting the purpose into the work that you're doing if you're not feeling fulfilled, or it might be about finding fulfillment elsewhere, if that makes sense. But the why is 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 fundamental. Yeah, and it comes back to the being okay with not being a balance, being okay with not being okay, being okay with not having it all, but with a deep sense that you have it all anyway just by living and breathing and being the incredible human that you are on this planet. You know, it's this real, I think balance, as you say, and the same with fulfillment, it's this real sort of, oh, I'll be fulfilled. And, you know, I have the most incredible life and business and I love everything that I have created and everything that I've been given. And I feel so much gratitude for it, but I'm also okay with the fact that there are some days where I also don't feel like I have it all and don't feel like I have balance but it doesn't take me off my off my journey it just is it gets to be that it just is and that's a real coming back to being okay we're not being in balance today and knowing that it's a moment in time and it's not forever you know and there's this real beauty in just living in that truth like yeah I'm actually not okay today or no I'm feeling a bit of a lull in my business but you know, I'm just sitting with it. I'm just being okay with it not being perfect right now. Perfect for the outer world, because ultimately, you know, yeah, it's, again, what is perfection? What is balance? We get to kind of really redefine and question all of these words that we use to showcase what could, what is a, a, a perfect life, a great life, a fulfilling life. But ultimately, you know, it will be different for all of us. Yeah, of course. And it's, it's, it's that point as well of, you know, you're watching other people's lives on, on, on the highlight reel, but I have those days all the time. You know, just the other day I was sitting here writing, I think I was writing a bit of content, doing some work and I just suddenly felt really, just really heavy and just really, just, I think, I think as a business owner, you have these moments where you feel very isolated, certainly when you're starting out working yourself. And I started thinking, my mind started going to places of, well, the corporate world, I had a whole team around me and there's that and the other. 
And it's like, well, the grass is always greener and it's okay to have these days. And that's just part of the journey. And no matter what, no matter what path I'm on, those days are going to be here. And so, so that's okay. And the second that you kind of have that conversation with yourself, it's just, it's just acceptance. And it just, you, you stop attaching so much meaning to that feeling and because it's just another day. And, uh, you know, a new day is just around the corner. Who knows what that's going to bring? Yeah, absolutely. And it's almost like finding or redefining, but finding the balance with topping yourselves up. You know, like I absolutely understand. It's something that comes up a lot in my business, in my practice with my clients. Like it can feel quite lonely. And there's this real opportunity to be really radically real with so how do we how do we allow ourselves to feel connected you know connection is a basic human need it's one that many of us probably haven't had as much as we normally do over the last couple of years I've talked about this on a different podcast with Dr Soph like loneliness was a big thing for me during lockdown because I have my daughter half the week um, and I live alone. And so it was kind of like I was either with a toddler or I was on my own with the dog. And that was a really interesting to experience to have explored. And the strength that's come from that has been incredible. And I think I've been able to find a balance within myself. I know we're talking about redefining balance, but I'm going to use that word for now. But I found a balance within myself where I've been able to really sit with some uncomfortable feelings. Like you said, you were sat there, something just came in. And also the beauty of that is you didn't make it mean anything. You just let it move through you, knowing that it was transient, just like balance is transient and just like, you know, fulfillment can be transient. But there's this real anchoring into knowing that you're safe, knowing that there is balance and knowing that there is everything you need right here within you just by living and breathing. Yeah. And the, so the word movement just came into my mind as I think, as you said, that that was moving through me, but you know, balance is, you can't strike balance without movement. So it's really, um, I think it really is about, you know, letting, just moving with, moving with the tide and not, I guess I was going to say not get getting carried with it. What I mean by that is is not attaching that meaning and just moving with moving with the tide. And it's I think it's in that back and forth motion that you strike the balance. But if you look at you know at at any one single point on that on that trajectory aside from the couple in the middle, none of them are really perfectly balanced, right? There is always a skew towards one one end of the spectrum or, or, or another to varying degrees. Yeah, and it's what we were talking about in the Expansion Accelerator container this week around that you will find balance when you stop attaching meaning to stuff that doesn't serve you. So how would you completely redefine balance if you just perceive life as it as if it were constantly serving you you know I was driving back from London Tuesday morning really early like I left the house at 6 30 to get back to my house in Kent and I stopped in a traffic jam and of course my mind wanted to go well that's it you're going to be late what if you miss your clients making meaning of it 
And I sat there and said to myself, perceive life as if it is serving you. And in that moment, I looked up, looked at the clouds, I took a breath. I was like, that's what it's giving me. It's giving me a little bit of time to just check in, to just take a moment with myself. And I witnessed like the beauty of the, you know, the sky in front of me. That in itself was a way in which I found my centered self. I found a sense of balance by seeing that, you know, I wasn't attaching and making meaning to stuff so that it didn't serve me. I was I was really leaning into this does serve me, which ultimately is a way in which that we will always live with balance or our version of balance, right? Yeah, like you get to balance, you get to balance that out um, for a conversation that's <laughs> that's redefining balance. But isn't it interesting that we keep coming back to the word balance because it's so it's so ingrained. I do I do think that we need a new word for this, but I haven't really arrived on on what that would be yet. Um, but yes, to to your point on that I think it's something that I still sometimes have difficulty with is really seeing things when I feel very challenged as things happening for me and seeing the gifts in that and I can I can always eventually get there so for me the work now is really about compressing my I'm going to be all high achiever on this but my speed of reaction (laughs) Uh, but really compressing my response to, to, you know, to not maybe getting caught up in the frustration um, for as long as, because I think it's okay to have a human reaction uh, when things maybe don't go to plan sometimes. And, you know, the past couple of years, there's been a lot of that. I've I've also lived alone through lockdown for the past couple of years. I started a business at the start of the pandemic. So I've had a couple of years of you know, loneliness to to the tenth degree, really, and it felt really uh, sticky at points. But it, to your point about resilience, that is ultimately you know what it has happened for, and it has made me um, a stronger and more resilient person. It has also taught me to be more patient. And to just let things, you know, unfold as as they do, because I can't control that. And that's not, you know, historically, that's not the control element. Um, was quite a uh, a strong inclination of mine. So when when you say things, seeing life as happening for you, it is something that I'm still cultivating. But it, I. I am definitely getting better at seeing, I guess, seeing the beauty in, in, in all of that. And I had a really beautiful moment earlier where I was walking the dog and I was thinking about all the things that I have to do and started getting annoyed because he, you know, he wanted, it was his long walk and he kind of didn't want to finish and started going on little tangents and I was just like oh I need to get back you know I have a podcast to record I have to still do this that and the other but then I just I guess it's a very similar similar situation to yours I just looked up and actually it's a it's a beautiful day the sun is shining and working in corporate I never got to do that I never got to take an hour out of my day 
um, in all the hustle to walk the dog or, you know, even just take a walk by myself. So, yeah, it's how can we appreciate what we, I guess, how can we appreciate what we have um, rather than stressing about all the things that, you know, we don't and or that are, you know, waiting to get done, etc. And maybe that's it. Maybe it's not about always trying to find balance. It's about trying to find appreciation for where you're at. Yeah, and I think it's wherever you are on on that spectrum, whether you are in full hustle mode or for leisure mode right now, I think it's if you're really present with it and you, I guess, bring a piece of awareness to it, it's, I mean, is that balance? Rather than un- unconsciously throwing yourself into, you know, the whirlwind of, of hustle and, and, and so on. It's presence. Balance is presence. You know, if you think about everything we've discussed, it's being more present with yourself, more present with your vision, more present with your values, more present in life, more present. There's something that just having presence in itself allows for what you would consider a feeling of balance. Yeah, presence. And uh, I almost feel like there's a bit of purpose coming on, coming on here as well. You know, it's like, why do I do what I do? And uh, what is this bit of the the cycle or the wave? What does that allow me to do later? Even if, if technically speaking from the outside world, I might be a little bit unbalanced. And I, I also think that unbalanced, because what what is unbalanced can mean working 12 hours a day. It can also mean two hours a day if we really want to get you know technical because what what is what is the wildly understood definition of balance how many hours should we really be working if if we want to kind of go go down that route so it's whichever end of the 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 spectrum you're on like as long as you're present and as long as you're you know aware of of the of the of the, of the tidal wave and if you know the meaning behind it and you ultimately kind of have purpose in that surely that's that's okay totally presence purpose appreciation there we go there that's your that's the redefinition so now we just now we just need one word for it yeah if anyone's got any ideas please let us know um now, I'd love to know, what does living, breathing, being a magnetic woman mean to you? That is a big question. And the first couple of things that I wrote down is living in my truth. So I think it there it goes back to living in alignment with my values, living in alignment with my dreams and my vision um not always living my vision um but taking steps to meet my vision i've also written it's living in awe you know because and i think that's almost like a a byproduct of when you're really living in alignment which um is the kind of it's it's, it's actually the fifth pillar of my of my of my work is I think this is where you really get to 
feel energized. This is this is where life is energizing. This is where you get to look around and be in awe of what you're what you've created, whether it's personally or professionally, um, whether it's your family life or um, you know your business. To feel, I think it's being inspired and activated by the life that you're living, and I appreciate that. That's maybe not something that to to our conversation before that's maybe not something that is possible every second and every day of the month but I think if you have a general I think living in that general state of of honest because I have attracted or magnetized the life that's in alignment with my truth my vision my values my purpose I think that's what I would say being a magnetic woman and and living a magnetic life probably is to me oh beautiful yeah I'm all about the truth all about finding the deeper layers of our truth and that is the journey I mean you know I don't think we reach it and then it's done I think there's always more to explore so thank you for sharing now where can people find you so I think the best place to to find me well there's there's three places that I can that I can point you to the the main social channels that I use are Instagram my my handle is I am everwell I'm also active on LinkedIn uh, so you can follow you can follow me there as well uh, I guess a good place for a starting point on a bit more on my background and my work as um is is my website which is everwellcoach.com and then I do also run a podcast um that's called Everwell City so a couple of places depending on really which medium is best uh, kind of suited to you and your personal preferences but yeah I'm always happy to connect always happy to have a chat if anyone wants to explore coaching or even just find out if if it's the right thing if if you might be taking the first steps into it in, into this work beautiful I will make sure I link everything in the show notes so a final thank you for talking with me today I feel like there's still so much to explore when it comes to balance but I definitely feel like we've broken down some of the the ways in which balance can work for us not work for us and actually how we get to really make it our own so thank you so much for being with me today thank you for having me